Hey, I'm Mike. Hey, I'm Ethan. I watched the first half of Hellraiser Inferno. I watched the second half of Hellraiser Inferno. And this is, is the, the other, other half. half. Bring a I cannot die. I am forever. Well, here we are again. Yep, another day, <laughs> another week, another Hellraiser. Not even halfway done. Not even halfway done. We're just done. halfway done. We're almost halfway done. Well, I guess when we finish this episode, yeah, we'll be halfway that's right. done. That's true. That's so true. we're on the precipice. We're very close. Yeah. We're, we're starting to wade our, our, our little feetsies into the Hellraiser series. Uh, doing, doing some interesting stuff. Like I expected, this movie is nothing like the original movies. Uh, no. At all. No. You no. know, now... Yeah. Is the testing period. <laughs> now are the true trials. Yeah. Now we have entered the hell phase. <laughs> We've entered the phase where it's like, oh, we just need to keep the license somehow. Mm-hmm. But hot take. Huh. This is better than the last movie. Oh my god, dude. I cannot disagree with you more. <laughs> this is the god. worst one. Here we go. Really? This one Where's they going to space? Uh, space is way more interesting than. <laughs> would you like to have procedural cop man yeah, inside? Yeah, cop. This is like looking at me and being like, "Oh, you like the last one so much, Ethan, huh? <laughs> How about we do everything you hate about horror movies and just movies in general in yeah, one movie?" Yeah, and I, it's just awful. It felt like seven, but bad. <laughs> it felt like yeah. six. <laughs> Don't even it put like, it in the same category as that movie. It, it, it was clearly inspired. It like, felt like it was watching SVU, more call like suck investigation unit oh yeah sure it was awful that's my joke i got that's, it that's a good one you didn't like this at all it was terrible i, I hated it, it was I, boring I, as fuck i didn't want to turn it off i was actually upset that i had to stop it dude by half. i was i was genuinely invested that's great because whatever they did at the beginning they just it dropped the ball it's it absolutely so boring yeah and not interesting and they don't even have like they have barely any Cenobites in here. There are no Cenobites. Well, the engineer, he's a Cenobite, apparently. <laughs> this like goofy ass character with like no eyes and a mouth and a big black tongue that comes out. Oh, I didn't even see him. Oh, he didn't. didn't okay. See that version. Okay, okay. And then uh, did you ever see the two Cenobite ladies? Yeah. That kiss each other. Yeah. And then you've got the chatterer. Chatterer, but only like the top half, like a bottomless yeah, chatterer. Because there's no budget for his legs. For his legs. Or something like that. Yeah. Uh did you know did you see who directed the movie? I did not. Was it another um uh, whatever guy who doesn't want to show their name off? No, it's not it's not that. It's not uh that it's actually a person who went off to make bigger and better films. His name is Scott Derrickson. Oh man. You might know him oh, from yes. Yeah, from Doctor Strange and Sinister. So he went off to actually make good quality work. This is his first big film. Uh, And he also co-wrote it. And again, not a bad job. No. (laughs) Wrong. Absolutely wrong. It is so procedurally boring <laughs> so like paint seven. by the numbers it was like seven it was no, so seven obviously. is way more seven is good but like this is inspired by seven like you can see the influence but that's like saying. that is the last thing i want out of a hellraiser movie <laughs> yeah you're right this is the opposite of what i want this is where the franchise is like i don't know what if we just did a pr- police procedural that is like <laughs> you went to fucking space yeah, and now yeah. you're coming down to like the most boring like my mom watches shit on tv sort of yeah, thing you yeah, know yeah, yeah yeah like you're going like crazy across timelines mm-hmm. you're got like a bloodline that's <laughs> stupid and like people are plat 
passing through horrible demonic shit through their blood and being cursed yeah. by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and now this you is go just to just a police mystery. This guy is a policeman and he's haunted by the box. And he's also a scumbag. Like he's also a piece of shit. He also sucks. Yeah. And it's just like it's like a mix of like seven and saw and like eight millimeter. And like the first movie a little bit, I guess. Yeah, because it's a bad main character. Because it's a bad main character, yeah. which is the first time they've done that in a while. It is really. Like the, the other main characters have kind of been pieces of shit. Like the last one, Bloodline, mm-hmm. he was kind of a piece of shit. But like this guy's full on from the beginning. Like he he does cocaine. He's a cop. Uh, he cheats on his wife cons- constantly mm-hmm. and like legitimizes it. He also the, the worst uh, thing of all. He uses close up magic. Oh, <laughs> does dude. he do that? You have to. No, I didn't see that at oh, all. Oh yeah, see? yeah. Fucking sucks. My half yeah, movie. I guess so. It's yeah, awful. you're really missing out. Yeah, like whenever he goes to crime scenes and he sees things he wants to steal, he just close up magic to like take things. So like he sees like a little vial of cocaine and he does he does this thing to no one, literally just to himself. He picks it up and he does like a weird close up thing where he it, like disappears <laughs> in his hand. It's pretty funny. It was good. Um, but there's a couple things you gotta know about this guy named John. Joe, no, Joe, Joe. Look, hey, Joe, main character Joe, name. and Tony. Tony, Tony. It's like two like Italian Tony. brothers just popped in and were like, "Let's go." We hey, might it's as well... a B, Tony. It's basically that. It's the Super Mario Brothers in real life. I like Tony a lot. Tony, Tony was a nothing Tony character was, in my house. Tony was a great. He was. He was. You know, he, was he just the, started he was on the, the force. He's, he's got a wife and kid at yeah, home. He's the moral center, I guess. He is exactly. He's, and he's the good cop. He's the good cop if there is such a thing. And then Tony is the bad cop. No, Joe. no, Joe is the bad cop. They're very easy to mix up. Very They're similar main names. character names. Well, actually, Tony's last name is a palindrome. I don't know if that comes into your half later mm, at all. Nope. Didn't think so. Uh, <laughs> but here's one thing you will know about Joe. He's very smart. Okay. He's and a... I know this because the movie opens with him playing chess. Oh, <laughs> the old chess cliche. Literally, the first thing you see is, is him... he monologuing also to he himself. Is. He yeah, did, yeah, he, he loves narrates. doing that. It's yeah. like, it's like noir. It's like, yeah, it feels like uh, the bad version of Blade Runner, where it's like the guy having yes. to explain everything to yes. us. And like, you're referencing himself. a lot of movies, but the bad version. It's very interesting. <laughs> it's almost like the movie's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of weird. You're like, it's like this movie, but like way worse. Yeah, but I yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah. I'm like, all I, right. I, I, there's these little bits that I like. Also, I'm like genuinely curious about the mystery of like who is the kid, who is the engineer. Although I'm pretty sure I know who it is. You're gonna be. It, it goes absolutely nowhere. He's Joe, right? Like Joe is the engineer, and the little kid. Okay, so movie opens with Joe mm-hmm. and he is at a crime scene. By the way, Joe looks like imagine oh, da- yeah. they wanted to get David Boreanaz but they couldn't. So he, they're like here's an older version of him. I feel I feel a little bad for the actor cuz like he's not a bad actor but like he's definitely holding back. Like he Really? Yeah, you don't think so? I guess he's starting to lose it in your half of the movie. Yeah, My half is very gets... stoic. And oh yeah, quiet. he gets very hammy. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I missed out then. He doesn't get too hammy in my mm-hmm. half. But he's got the squinty eyes, mm-hmm. and but he can't really express with them too much. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's got weird lips. Anyway, okay. uh, weird lips, squinty eyes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's got a big fat head. He does have a big head. He's got a big old thick he's head. Got, he's got that like square ass jaw. He looked. Look, just picture David Boreanaz. There you go. He That's looks it. just like him, and especially <laughs> in like cop form. And uh, Tony is played by John Turturro's brother. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people that are close to things, but not exactly there. Yeah. Um, so. Crime scene. We have uh, the this victim. He's been ripped to shreds mm-hmm. by what we later discover are claws mm-hmm. or hooks. And he used to be a high school classmate of Joe. 
this part was just so stupid where Joe is like literally at the crime scene looking at this dead body and he goes like, hey, I knew this guy. I went to high school with him. Oh, he wanted to join the basketball team. We tortured the hell out of him, he says. <laughs> just admitting that he like hurt this person. Yeah. A person of interest. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Uh, the guy's been ripped apart and then uh, Joe then finds inside of a candle a child's finger, which later on it's revealed the child was alive when the finger got cut off oh no uh and they also see that resting below the candle the, the, the cat the candle is resting atop the puzzle box <sighs> yeah, exactly. the puzzle box is back baby so so there's only one puzzle box there's only one puzzle so box. i think we did we predict last time that we were going to pull back yeah i felt like and i think we were right they pulled well, back you suspected a couple of things mm-hmm. which was one uh, 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 Pinhead was not going to show up earlier in the movie. He's yeah. going to show up way later. Mm-hmm. And that you said that there are going to be less puzzle boxes. Yep. You're right on one front. There's only one puzzle box. But Pinhead does show up uh, uh, 15 minutes into the movie damn. to literally do nothing. <laughs> you know, he shows up at the very end of this movie, too, to basically do nothing. Yeah. It's very much like we have to put him in the movie or else people are going to be like, where's Pinhead? You know? Yeah. Like that's clearly the only reason he's in there. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure if you had asked Scott Derrickson, the director and co-writer, he'd be like, I wish he wasn't in the movie. I wish, yeah. I wish he wasn't a part of the film, but yeah. So that the main question is who is doing these murders? Uh, why did they leave the puzzle box there? And where is the kid whose fingers are getting cut off? Now, Joe has a wife and daughter at home. Mm hmm. And we see his daughter sleeping. We only see his daughter once, very early on in the movie. Joe oh, really? Goes, yeah. Is she sleeping? Your, your half? Yes. When she wakes up, guess what? She's a bad actor. Bad oh, really? Act. Terrible. One of the worst. It's amazing. So she's not the one getting her fingers cut off. No. Fuck. I thought it was her. I was like, no. Because you see her at Dude, the- the answer is way dumb. Really? I'm so excited oh, to tell you. Man, now I don't think I like this movie well, anymore. You might, you might like it. I don't know. I think it's dumb, but yeah. maybe you'll like it. Maybe they set it up the whole time. I don't here's know. my thought. Well, okay, so because they keep referencing that Joe keeps saying that people are sleeping like a baby. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, the only other person we saw sleeping like a baby was his daughter. We haven't seen his daughter the entire movie, and we're seeing like fingers, like little kid fingers all over the place. We don't know if it's a boy or a girl. I was like, this would be interesting. Also, we see like hints of the engineer who is like the guy that's like overseeing everything. Mm-hmm. And he look he's dressed very similarly to Joe. So I was like, I'll bet Joe becomes the engineer, like a centibite engineer, and then can like go through time because we know that like Hellraiser can do that. And so he like is the one that's like cutting off his like daughter's fingers and putting them into like candles in order to instigate the uh, creation of his centibite self because he knows he needs to become that. Is that am I at all on the right path? You're on one different path. No, <laughs> you're not like you are adjacent. You oh, are yeah? going a parallel path. It's not quite. It's not that. It's not quite it's not there. All yeah. right. Well, I was like, this would be a very interesting subject. Anyway, are you just going to be upset that you're wrong? No. Maybe, maybe you'll like what's better. Maybe. Maybe. maybe oh, it's that better. Be better. Maybe. Oh, we'll see, Who knows? We'll maybe not though. You sound very <laughs> upset. So, uh, for some inexplicable reason. Uh, Joe takes the puzzle box with him, mm-hmm. as well as a little bit of cocaine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, as you do. And money. He just steals from the fucking crime How scene. How else are you going to solve that puzzle box unless you are high on coke? Just He's not even trying to, to sell it. He just wants to keep it. No, I'm trying to like solve it. He wants to oh, solve he it, wants to, For some reason. Oh, yeah, because he likes puzzles. That's why yeah. he steals the Of course. It's like, a, it's like a chess 
puzzle, right? He's a smart guy. He's very smart. In fact, when he's doing the chess, he's like he's he's doing it against this like older man, uh, like Jerry's like, game, like Jerry's game, like Jerry's game favorite, from my favorite, favorite uh, Pixar short. short. Yeah, and then he finishes it. He's like, "You played right in my trap, Professor." I'm like, "Okay, we get it. You're smart, dude. <laughs> right into Fuck my it. trap, yeah. classic Professor." He has to specify the guy's a professor, yeah, so he's course. smart. Uh, so anyway, steals cash, cocaine, and the puzzle box. He kisses his daughter goodnight, and then leaves his wife to go sleep with a sex worker named Daphne. Um, then he, after having sex with the sex worker, he goes to drink in the bathroom and he plays with the puzzle box. Puzzle box opens, takes him to another world. He is transported into a child's bedroom, which I now realize is probably the child who is missing and whose fingers getting cut off. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly he's surrounded by two Cenobite ladies with no eyes. Mm. Uh, and they like start like macking on him and kissing him. And then they like stuff their hands inside of his chest cavity. And oh, he's getting off real on intimate, it. very intimate. But then he hears a kid screaming. And he goes to like find the kid. He opens a door and 18 minutes into the movie, we see pinhead. Ah, and he's pinhead is standing behind the door and he goes, Oh, and then he like grabs Joe by the face. And then Joe wakes up. Wow. So that's. Gotta show Pinhead just for a second. Just for a bit. Doesn't say anything. Just a little taste. But Pinhead is there 18 minutes early into the film. So after running the evidence of what they found at the crime scene, they say that they've got fingerprints off of the puzzle box. The kid was alive when the fingers were cut off. Hold on. I just want to reiterate that we said it would be later than last movie. Last movie, Pinhead appeared in the oh, first yeah, five minutes. Oh, yeah, it was for a second. That's fair. So, okay, that's true. Okay. There's a little, they're pulling back a little bit. They're pulling Not a little bit. 18 minutes still. And he doesn't soon. do anything. Oh, yeah. Uh, and well, there's a jump scare, I think, at the beginning of... That's what you said. Yeah. The, 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 the last very, one. Yeah, last one. During I the opening him. credits, Spinhead pops out to scare us. Yeah, that's true. So there's that, okay. I guess. Uh, so, uh, right. So, Puzzle Box's fingerprints on it. Kids' fingers were cut off when they were still alive. Mm-hmm. We don't know if it's a boy or a girl. And No, no fingerprints on the kid's fingers, right? No. Mm-hmm. No. No, they got burnt off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, yeah. And the guy was killed by hooks. Oh, yeah. classic. That's, classic. That's Hellraiser's MO. Hooks. Or, or, excuse me, the engineer's MO. The engineer, excuse we me. don't know. So then um, he gets frightened because when he's at work, he gets a call from the sex worker and she is like screaming and crying. And then we hear her like gurgling. He goes back to the motel and finds her hung by her, hanged by her neck. From the shower head, like in the bathroom mm-hmm. of the same motel that he was Hung with her. What, like the shower head wrapped around her head? No, the shower head, I think, is plunged through her neck. Okay, I was like, there's got to be some... There's... Hellraiser, if someone doesn't die by like something penetrating them, it's yeah, not Hellraiser. It's not Hellraiser. It's not there Hellraiser. you go. There's Someone's, a little bit like, of penetration. You can't like, hang someone and be like, that's not right. Right, so most of the deaths do occur via like uh, cooks to the, to the skin. But this one is a lady being penetrated. So there you go. Mm-hmm. So he's brought his friend, Tony yeah. to the crime scene. Uh, and I don't know if he was doing this on purpose earlier, but he's like, he brings Tony to the crime scene and he's like, Tony, you got to go in there and take a look at what's going on in there. So when Tony goes in to investigate, he opens Tony's glove box and takes a pen and a cigarette, uh, like a pack of cigarettes and then leaves them at the crime scene after they wipe the crime scene down. So then He's basically like implicated Tony in the crime scene. So uh, wow. because he's like, Tony, we can't tell anybody about this. And then when they wipe down the crime scene and he plants all of Tony's belongings, he tells Tony to call it in. Uh, so then it's like it's almost like Tony was like behind all this. Wow. And later on, he tells this to Tony and he's like, look, here's the thing. I need to figure out who's doing this. who's killing all these people. So if you rat on me, I'm going to say you did this. But 
if you don't rat on me, I'll say that you just accidentally left all the stuff Damn, in the crime scene. Bad guy. Makes Tony very upset, understandably. Yeah. Um, so then uh, also they find another child's finger in the, mm. at the, the scene of the crime. Okay. They find the fingerprints uh, on the puzzle box are linked to a guy who's into like body piercing named Leon. I don't know if he shows up in your half of the movie. He's like this big buff guy mm-hmm, yeah. covered in tattoos. He shows up. Uh, and uh, he works at a tattoo shop, which uh, also has hooks. So, uh, you know, Joe's making connections here. Um, and he Leon says that the puzzle box was he had he had the puzzle box. Mm hmm. The original murder victim wanted the puzzle box. Puzzle box got stolen from him by the original murder victim. And then the murder victim was obviously horribly murdered. Right. Uh, and then he also mentioned. As murder victims tend to be. <laughs> as murder victims eventually become. Uh, and Leon's like, this isn't even my puzzle box. It's the engineer's puzzle box. And uh, so, uh, Joe's like, tell me about the engineer. And he's like, I won't fucking tell you shit. So then Joe goes to a perverted ice cream man. Uh, he does not show up in your half of the movie because he gets fucking murdered in my half of the okay. movie. Uh, but he's like an informant who like gives Joe he information. Like... He's kind of like scrawny. He's kind of balding. Is he long hair? No. He has short hair. Okay. Never mind then. Who's long hair? I think – oh, I'm thinking of someone else. You're thinking about somebody else. Uh, Terry is who you're thinking yeah, of, probably. I think. Yeah, probably. Right. So the uh, perverted ice cream man knows about Daphne, the sex worker who – got murdered Mm -hmm. as well as the engineer and a man named terry terry used to work for the engineer uh was basically like a pimp but fell in love with one of the sex workers and decided to elope with the sex worker and try to like uh run away from the engineer uh they terry got married to the sex worker then the sex worker disappeared suddenly uh and the engineer started sending like parts of her to uh to terry one day terry arrived back home and found his uh, wife the sex worker in bed but when he pulled the covers away revealed it was just the head of the his wife basically hmm. and so terry's upset about that uh and this is just the ice cream man basically saying like hey man don't fuck with the in the engineer he's a bad guy he's scary um so that's great cool. also the other thing we learn is this pervert ice cream man so he sells ice cream to kids, mm-hmm. but he's also a pervert. So the inside of his ice cream van is covered in hardcore pornography and ice cream nice. <laughs> like boxes. Uh-huh. And there's one part where it's like to his left is just like really hardcore pornography. And to his right is like the Rugrats logo. <laughs> and it for some reason it really like affected me. Like really? Yeah, it really disgusted me. But then I was so like I was so entranced by this like horrifying image that later on I realized it looked like they got really nervous about, about putting the Rugrats logo in because between seeing the Rugrats logo earlier on in the scene and later on, it looked like somebody had gone in and drawn over the Rugrats logo to like obscure it. Like they got nervous that they were going to get in legal trouble. It's so weird to do that and not edit it out. No, earlier. not at all. So it was just there. It was very weird. Anyway, hmm. so Joe's like. Be on the lookout for you the, know they heard your complaint. And they're like, this is they heard offensive. my mental complaint. And they're, like, they're like, okay, this we'll is stop. Disturbing one guy. Uh, so right <laughs> from a mo- from like twenty two years later. Yeah, <laughs> this one full grown man was disturbed <laughs> by the mix of hardcore pornography <laughs> and the Rugrats. Yeah. Um, so Joe tells the perverted ice cream man, like, hey, keep your ear to the ground. I want you to tell me about the uh, engineer, or else I'm gonna. Re- I'm going to basically turn you into the cops. Yeah. Tony goes uh, to a bar and then a little kid comes with a little VHS tape 
and is like, hey, mister, I got this little VHS tape for you. And then he runs off and Joe puts the VHS tape in the TV at a bar that's full of people. And I'm like, what are you doing? He is the real. That's probably the most asshole thing he's done so far, which is big asshole. But then the VHS tape is literally like a fucking murder tape of the engineer killing the ice cream man. Uh And I'm like, you're just watching this in a full like bar. Nobody seems to notice. Uh, That guy's just watching snuff film. Yeah, right. So we see the engineer do this. We assume it's the engineer, I guess. We don't know if it's the engineer. But again, like we get a, a close up of the the person who's doing this. Their shoes looks a lot like Joe's shoes. And then um, we see uh, we, the, the camera like moves up and we see it looks like a Cenobite with like no eyes and a big mouth. And this black tongue slicks like slithers out of the mouth and burns the fingertip of a little kid. And then the, they, the Cenobite thing puts the finger inside of a cash register. So later on, when they go to the scene of the crime, Joe knows that the finger is in there and makes him look even more like villainous mm-hmm. to everybody, as well as he takes the VHS tape to the cops like place. They take it to the, 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 the precinct shows it off to everybody. And the tape's now blank and everyone is just doesn't believe him now. Right. And now also that head of the precinct is like, yo, Joe, I don't trust you anymore. You're going to have to go talk to a therapist. So he goes to talk to a therapist, but the therapist is like, do you want to talk right now? And Joe's like, not really. And he's like, okay, come back to me later. So, okay. Good therapist. And I'm, um, I'm almost like, is the therapist supposed to look like villainous? You know, mm. is the therapist bad. Is the therapist mm. bad? Mm. You know? mm. Could yeah. be. Could be. Could be a bad therapist. You know, Could be a bad didn't guy. seem very helpful at the beginning. Did not. So I don't know. So, uh, yeah. And then, uh, then they go to the scene of the crime where the ice cream man got killed. Find his phone. They uh, look at the answering machine, and it says to go to this cowboy gambling bar. So they go to this cowboy gambling bar. Okay, that bar. explains a lot. <laughs> yes, there you go. It's very lynchy in this gambling bar. It, it is. Yeah. I almost thought it was, this is, I was like, oh man, are we doing time travel again? Let's oh, go. Oh, it's like back in the I old west. I was hoping that because that's when I came in. I did expect last time I said, what about a western with like Hellraiser? That's what I thought it would. I was like, oh shit, Michael's right. This is interesting. No, it's just like it's a little fun. gambling bar. So he goes there, talks to the manager, and the manager knows who the engineer is. And the uh, Joe is like, uh, the 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 manager tells Joe like the engineer wants you to find him. He wants you to keep playing this little game. And I'm like, that's interesting because this guy owns a gambling bar and he wants people to be playing his games. <laughs> Very good writing. Uh-huh. And then Joe looks over and sees what looks like a Cenobite in a cowboy hat. Yeah, and that's your half of the movie. That's my half of the movie. And he run he goes and chases the guy that Cenobite who's running falls down a hill. He was like a chatterer looking guy running around. <laughs> um, now the, they, these cowboy people just start beating the shit out of them. <laughs> and they have weird voices. Even though they look like normal, they don't look like Cenobites. Yeah. It's very bizarre. Um, and then they crush something. I don't know what they, he dropped something and they crushed it. I don't know what it was, though. Mm. I had no idea because I, I couldn't see. I had no prior experience of what it was. But he dropped something when he was getting beat up. And they crushed it. It might have been nothing. It might, I don't Maybe know what it was. Cocaine? Might have been the. Did he have like a jar of cocaine or something? Like a little vial? He had balls. Did they crush his balls? Like little metal balls? I don't think so. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, they crushed something. They disrespected him, is all I'm saying. Uh, um, do you have any, any questions about the first half of the movie? Because this is a mystery. No. <laughs> I don't care. No. This is, man, this is the complete opposite of last week. I know. <laughs> I'm so high energy already to talk about this film that it's just like checked out. Well, completely. I'm just, yeah, that's the thing. It's like after you explained your how I'm like, cool. I get why you didn't like it, but it's still fucking awesome. 
<laughs> but I, I'm curious how this will go. I'm very curious. Too. So uh, he says, I'm still going to find that child. I don't care. Yeah, he's like, okay, he that's what we want that you to kid. do anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're playing into his fucking game. Yeah. So he gets picked up by this partner who finds him. He's like, yeah. I'm sorry, man. Sorry, messed, like, got it. You know, fucked up, and I'm like, why is it? So now, with all his context, why is he still loyal? I don't know. Okay, cool. Uh, so he because <laughs> he hated him for a really long time. He hated him. He was like, "You fucked me. You fucked my family. I have kids that I have to worry Tony about." Hated. Tony hated. Yeah, Joe. He's like, now he just comes out of nowhere and saves his and ass. And saves his ass. Mm, yeah. All right. Uh, so then he <laughs> drives off, and they have the siren going. He's like, "Oh, I don't like the siren. Turn it off. It hurts my head." He's like, yeah. "We got to go to the hospital, Joe. I'm taking you to the hospital." And he's like, "No, take me." To the psychiatrist because he knew about the engineer guy. How? I guess. I don't know. Psychiatrist knew about the engineer? I don't know. He's got, maybe he'll talk to, I need to talk to him about something because I might be losing my mind. Okay. Okay. So he goes there and he's like, listen, so like, I think I'm losing it. He's like, oh yeah, you think you're losing it? He's like, yeah, I heard about this, I heard about this engineer guy and like, I, I don't know, he's like losing it. They keep pointing all these things, like all evidence points to him mm-hmm. and the psychiatrist takes off his glasses and he's like. <laughs> Oh yeah, I had a guy earlier, uh, another case where another detective was obsessed with something called the engineer. You know, some guy by the street gang. Oh, and you know, How he kept following him and trying to go on these leads. Eventually, he he lost it and he couldn't take it anymore. So he walked one day, walked into the precinct and shot himself in the head. <laughs> Jeez. It's like, all right. Cool. I, I, it's weird that right he's never heard to, about that. Next to the puzzle box. Yeah, I know, right? This guy's worked at the precinct for 10 years. He hasn't heard about this thing. It might have been another precinct. Oh, maybe the guy goes from precinct yeah. to precinct. Yeah, okay, fair. And they say, so you know about the puzzle box then? He's like, yeah, it's called the, the lament configuration. Oh, I didn't know that. Did you open it already? He's like, yeah, I opened it. He's like, oh, that's when he started hearing about the engineer, dude. You fucked up. <laughs> And he's like, that's, ever, your, that, that's your problem right yeah. there. You open the box. You open the box. He's like, ever since then, I keep seeing them. He's like, well, if you keep seeing them, I mean, from what I've heard, and like, I've read a lot of like research about all this stuff. Research? This psychologist researched it all. He's like, well, from oh, what no. I hear, um, they eventually like take you and then they leave you alone. So if they haven't left yet, they're still here. Mm. He's like, oh, shit, I got to stop this. <laughs> so he's driving home. And he's monologuing. He's like, I live in the reality of all things can eventually be explained. Mm-hmm. He's monologuing to himself. Very, very serious. Right. And he gets there and his wife and daughter. she's like, where have you been? Daddy? And her daughter, his daughter's like, where have you been? I hope you're coming home now. And he's like, no, you need to stay here. I got to talk to mommy. You, you got to stay here. And I'm going to give you his gun. Don't let anyone in the house. What the fuck? I got to go give do a something. kid a gun? No, not the kid, the mom. Oh, okay. He thought he was talking to the kids. No, no, no. I said they went to go talk to mommy. Right. Mommy, they had the conversation about got like it. that. Got it. Okay. Because mom is scared because she's like, you keep lying to me about being out at work and you're not at work. It's and true. She's like, shut up. <laughs> I'm doing, the, we got more important stuff to worry about. <laughs> and um, in fact, she tries to like patch him up and she tries, he tries to grab her face in her hand. His hand is all spooky. And like the demon hands from like Ooh. all the other Hellraisers. Like, oh God, I'm losing it. Yeah. And then um, she gets a phone call and she says, oh, it's your mom. Is your mom, is his mom coming to play at all? I don't remember. Okay. There's no mom talk at all. No. Very, okay. I, I thought his parents were dead for some reason. Very interesting because, okay, weird. So his mom calls his wife and is <laughs> like, hey, someone, your mom says that someone came by looking for you. 
uh, someone who works in engineering. He's like, oh, my God. So he goes and he runs. He goes to the hospital and talks to the nurse because I guess they're in like a nursing home. Uh-huh. Um, and the nurse, is, she goes like, has anyone visited my mom's like, I didn't know you had a kid or she had a kid. It's like, <laughs> I didn't know you had a kid. Or, yeah, I didn't know she had a kid. Right, and right. Because he never visits. Exactly. He never yeah. visits. She's like, no, no visitors in the last, for a long time. Haven't had any visitors. That's sad. She's like, oh, okay, well, I'm from the police. I'm going to go visit her. And they're like, okay, uh, yeah. you got to sign in. He's like, no, I got to go now. And he goes in and uh, goes in the hospital. And now things are getting creepy. Mm. He sees two creepy nurses walk by. Mm. They're twins. And they're like, oh, That's nice from, man. Uh, oh, wait, they're, they're just like normal? Or no, they look like Cenobites? No, they're kind of normal-ish looking. Okay. They don't, I don't think they look Cenobite-y. You would know. Yeah, I would think so. Because yeah. another guy drives by in a cart, which I this is the one Cenobite I really like because it was just a um, guy in a wheelchair, I think, driving by. Mm-hmm. And he's an old man. He had his face pulled down like two hooks in his lips. And he was like, like kind of like pulling his face down. So mm-hmm. he looked like a weird frown, but he was laughing like a little child. Oh. So that was fun. I like that fun. guy. All right. Um, that's, a, that's a point in favor. A of point this in film. favor of this movie. Yeah. Finally, we got one. <laughs> um, so he visits his mom and his mom's like, why don't you ever visit? He's not getting, he's getting worse and worse by day. And you realize that his dad is in a hospital bed and it seems to be dying or in like, is in like hospice care or something. What the fuck? And so her, both his parents are in this hospital. Yes, but his mom is fine. She's normal. She's just keeping him company. Right. Um, and just basically is like, I can't believe you've done all this. Like, I, I can't, can't believe, believe you're coming this. here. Yeah. And uh, then his dad starts choking. He's like, oh, my God. But then he hears laughing outside. So he goes outside. And then he goes into a room uh-huh. that looks like a different um, part of the color hospital. corrector oh, came yeah. in. Oh, and was no. like, this is now a kid's room. Like, all right. That's weird, isn't it? That he, might be the flashback we saw earlier. Probably. And then the, the door box. shut. Yeah. And you hear all these horrible noises on the other side. I was like, oh, my God. You're almost screaming. He's like, let me in. Let me in. And then blood starts coming through the bottom of the door. Oh, I'm no. like, whoa, throw back to Hellraiser 2, baby. Yeah, that's right. That's was right. Three? No, that's three. That's three. Three. Yeah, was yeah three that's that. a pillar. That's pillar head. It's pillar head. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He gives the bar or the club. Yeah. Um. So he then suddenly like freaks out and gets in. And then he wakes up inside of his bed. Back home. Back earlier at the with same his, time with, with his, his wife. wife. His wife's fixing him up again. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, okay, I'm good. I'm good. And then she's like, yeah, you're good. Are you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm all right. Okay. Um, well, I just got a phone call from your mom. Your mom and uh, there's a guy, some guy with that's like wants to see you. He's in engineering. He's like, oh, my God. So he just gets up immediately, goes to the hospital with his <laughs> gun out, runs past the nurse, and uh, goes – Goes right to the hospital and the security guard that's with the nurse like is like, hey, put your fucking gun down yeah. and like pulls it. I was like, oh, I'm from the police department. Sorry, I didn't check in. She's like, yeah, we were expecting you. And he's like, oh, okay, this is normal. Like, this isn't a weird loop because they're like, yeah, we we're expecting you to come right. because you got a phone call. But the weird thing is, your parents have just disappeared. They just poofed out of here. What? No one knows how they left. What the fuck? Yep. So he's like, what really? And so they go into the hospital. Um, room and it's empty. There's no one there. Right. And the nurse is like, "It's so weird. They're not usually running off or anything like that." She's saying this while making the bed, and she pushes a little hard on the bed, and then blood seeps through. She's like, "Oh, that's not good." And then the detective <laughs> does the same thing. He's like, "Oh, that's also not good." So I rip the bed sheet off, and it's just a bunch of blood all over the bed, uh-huh. a whole bunch. And then he finds a present with two fingers in it and an address. 
because two people oh are right dead. two victims two now. victims now so yeah two fingers now. But what happened to the parents are they just part of the mattress now I don't know. Never explain. <laughs> They're just gone. Yeah, They're just got, a meat mattress. They're a meat mattress. Yeah. Um, All so right. Then, I will tell you. Huh? This, this, scene, this, this part's starting to lose me a little bit. Oh, <laughs> this part? This, this is a good part. This, oh, <laughs> this, this is a good part. part. We're just getting started, buddy. Oh, no. Okay. So Tony appears and is like, hey, man, I'm scared. Can I help? <laughs> Can you help me? And um, he's like, oh, no, sorry. Oh. Tony's not scared. Joe, is, Joe scared. is scared. Joe was scared. Like, Joe was like, Tony, you got to help me. Can you help me, man? Like, it's this engineer man. He's fucking with me. And he's like, the engineer man is not the connection. It's like, you're the connection to all of these people. Yeah, it's true. Be Everyone is who's dying is like around you. There's no evidence to support this engineer guy. It's all just evidence supporting you. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, you really think I could kill someone? Kill all these people? He's like, you know, a week ago I would have said no. But after today... I don't know, man. You know, <laughs> I, I so like Tony. And then Joe just punches him across the face. Oh, Joe! And Tony's like, like I don't know, man. <laughs> he got clocked. He's like, man, I don't know. What do you want me to Maybe say? Maybe you did the murders. Yeah. And Joe's like, go to hell, and then drives off. Oh, yeah. And leaves. And so he goes to a place in the, where the, the note takes him. So he right. goes to that area, that, that, uh, yeah, uh, that apartment. Yeah. He goes in there, and there's like a telescope there. And he looks through a telescope, <laughs> and then he sees on the other side one of the mass Cenobites. It's a mass guy. Uh-huh. You've seen the mass guy, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, the mass guy, and he's there. And he's got Tony tied up, and he's just stabbing him in the back what as he sees fuck? it through the telescope. Yep. What the fuck? <laughs> like, All right. No, not Tony. And then he, and then he gets a phone call uh, from the engineer. Or no, it's not a phone call. It's a walkie-talkie. Okay. And he says, like, six fingers, six murders. Because then the, the little guy across the with the telescope's waving his extra finger. Finger, yeah. He's like, well, who's next? Only four fingers left. And then he just screams, like, um, Joe just screams, like, what do you want from me? <laughs> and then Junior just says, I just want you to go home. Where's his kid's kid and uh, wife been the whole time? Home. Yeah. So he goes back there, goes home, and finds his wife and daughter tied up to a spooky log that looks like the spooky log from Hellraiser 3. Oh, my God. A little, not, not as intense. They didn't go as crazy with it. Right. But um, it's there. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, well, they had to take it back somehow, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tied all back to that. So they're, they're, you know, wrapped around. With, there's chain spinning around it uh-huh. at the top, and everything's cold. For some reason, it's frozen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and now the psychologist appears, and is like, "Well, exposure is gonna kill him." And he's like, "Oh shit, I'm so sorry." It's like the daughter's like, "Help me, daddy!" And he grabs her hand, and her hand just pops off, and it's like, "Whoa!" And then they. F- they're getting frozen. And yeah. then a little bit longer as they're spinning there, they completely shatter. They turn into the light. They start cracking and then they shatter. Mm-hmm. And they're just, there's your other two people who are dead. There you go. That's that's how they die is they freeze to death. Yeah. And then shatter in the middle of a, In the middle of a house. Yeah. And why, is this, why is the therapist there? Well, the therapist is there and um, let's see. Uh, oh, so the therapist is there to be like, look, I'm here to tell you that they fe- one of the severed fingers they found. We figured out one of them has fingerprints on it, and we scanned them, and they're yours, Joe. The kid's fingerprints are yours. He's the kid. He's the kid. <laughs> are you, let's all right. How? I know you're confused, right? <laughs> you're as confused as I am. Yes. Don't worry. But he has a it's full explained. set of fingers. 
Right? But does he? Does he? <laughs> okay. What? I hate this now. Uh-huh. This is bad. Yes. Yes. Come to my side, Mike. <laughs> See, you're really... Water's warm over here. <laughs> it's a lot warmer. Did you pee on this side? I did. Like all over it. I was the whole time you were talking, I was just peeing. Filling it up. It's more pee than water, so um This is so because of how pissed I am I had to watch this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. So then the psychologist is like, I can help you understand. I know everything about you, Joe. But when I called you, I didn't want you to go to this home. I wanted you to go to your real home, your first home. Oh. And Joe childhood home. finally realizes, like, oh, the psychologist is the engineer. And he was I like, was getting weird vibes from that fucking guy, but I was like, it's almost too obvious that it would be him. Right? But well, I guess too it obvious. Was. Yeah. And then he reveals himself as Pinhead. Wait, what? He the therapist head. was Pinhead? Yep. And he was not even the same actor. Nope. It's a completely I, different person. I am I'm shook. I'm upset. By the way, Pinhead has CGI nails as the transformation happens. It looks so bad. I love it. Does it come out of his skin? Yeah, it comes out of his skin. It's pretty good. Um I I hate this. Ethan. Oh boy, there's so much more. There's like, more. There's so much more. You thought we're at the end? Oh no. I did. Oh my god. Cuz there's two more figures left, right? Yeah. Yeah. But he's like, I'm not the killer, though. You're mm. the killer, Joe. I'm not the killer. Yeah. We have to go back to the place where it started. So he wa- he goes back home to uh-huh. his original place, a flashback of himself as a kid. He right. sees the kid running around through the halls. He follows him. He sees his dad. His dad is a lot younger. He's falling asleep at the couch. Uh-huh. Um, and his mom is in there. But he's very shocked that his dad's there. I'm like, oh, you're freaking seeing yourself as a little boy. Why yeah, is your like, dad why the shocking is your dad part? surprising? Yeah. Um, and then he uh, sees his mom. His mom is making cookie or brownies for yeah. his son. He's like, you're such a good boy. <laughs> you're such a good boy. And that's why you're getting cook or brownies. I want to really <laughs> feed him cookies instead of brownies. Don't it's worry. It's important that it's brownies. We will save some for your dad. Yeah. Uh, but then suddenly, I mean, it's a very like creepy... 50s ideal household sure, type sure. thing where yeah. it's like leave everything's it to all too perfect yeah leave it to beaver um stuff like that yeah my three sons so then my, my three uh, sons. everything starts breaking down yeah. the house starts shaking and breaking and now mom gets all old she's all old decrepit and it's like why don't you visit anymore mm-hmm. and she has spooky no eyes oh, and God. also by the way the child version of him disappears and then she comes over and tries to attack um Attack the fucking Joe. Right. She, he has a shotgun. He just shoots him. He, wait, he shoots his mom. Like, Where did he get my a mom? shotgun? He had a shotgun from earlier. He oh, grabbed okay. it at some point when his house. I don't know. Cool. Awesome. Then his dad appears. He tries to choke him. Punches him. Shoots him with a shotgun. Shoots his dad. Okay. Shoots his dad. Um, so then what happens next? Okay. So, so he goes to the bathroom and some spooky random lady jumps out of the bathroom who's like, mm. In her bra and uh, underwear, basically. What does she look like? Um, I'm pretty sure she's the sex, the sex worker. worker I'm pretty familiar. sure she's sex worker. Yeah. She's like, I'll do anything you want. And she jumps on him and starts attacking him. Mm. And she, he shoots her in the gut with the shotgun. Oh um, so then we cut. He goes to another room and Bernie is there. Do you know Bernie? Bernie is the ice cream man. Okay, Bernie's like, I can't believe you did this to me. I can't believe you treated me like this, Joe. Yeah. And Joe's like, 
then Bernie starts to attack him, but Joe shoots him with a shotgun through the ice cream tra- van, and he flies out into like another dimension. He's literally killing all the people that were his victims earlier. Exactly. Yeah. He's doing the killing, bro. Whoa. He's doing the killing but he's now. he's also the kid with the fingers. Mm-hmm. So then there's a... Uh... So he goes to another place. Uh-huh. I think he kills someone else. I didn't even write it down. He kills all point, the guys, yeah. Then there's a chatterer who he follows. He sees a chatterer, and then he sees the two ladies making out or whatever and then he goes to uh another door and he sees himself tied up the little kid version of himself tied up to a chair oh no with his fingers missing what and then um a masked man appears the masked man we saw earlier stab um tony tony by the way tony came back and he shot him with a shotgun I, I forgot to mention that it's amazing that he has that many shells for the shotgun i know so he must keep reloading like, off screen somehow yeah yeah <laughs> uh, the thing shells. the only thing i like about tony is he pulls out the stabbing like it looks like crucifixes that got stabbed into him and he starts throwing them at joe i like tony he's a good character he's, he's sad all right that he died yeah, r.i.p yeah um good old tony so then the masked man appears the guy who did all the killings uh-huh. and he starts like Opening his mask, he starts peeling it away, and it's Joe the whole time. It was Joe. You're shocked as much as I am. I didn't see that coming. (laughs) And then Pinhead shows up. It's like, it's all a puzzle, isn't it, Joseph? It's it's not a good puzzle, my man. (laughs) You've You've sinned a lot, and this, this is the hell you've created for yourself now. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, old Joe, like Big Joe, comes and is like, time Big to take Joe. your last fingers. Mighty Joe Young, yeah. And just slices the kid's throat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the kid version of himself. And he's basically, Pinhead basically says, like, it's you. Your greed and sins killed your inner self, your inner spirit. Your bodily needs killed your childhood goodness. Because remember, the kid was very good. That's why he got the brownies. Right. But now he's, he's bad. bad. So he's killing the kid version. Okay. So then now all these chains come and attack Joe's face and Got lock it. into him. Classic old school first Hellraiser. Right. And he's like, ah, ah, and Pidhead comes up and is like, says like, welcome to hell. hell. Yeah. And then his face gets ripped apart and you see like from the pine and he's, he dies. Yeah. But then he wakes up on the floor next to the box. Oh. Again. Okay. He wakes up. With what room is he in? Same lady he slept with, the sex worker. Oh, okay. And he goes Back to work. In the hotel room. Yeah. And oh. he's like, oh, everything seems cool. His coworkers are like, hey, how was the game? He's like, oh, I did great. We should have won better, but Tony didn't show up. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, he said that earlier. And then he the gets movie. a phone call from the sex worker being like, oh, my God, come help me. This, come help me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This he is realizes thing. he's in a loop again. Oh. Oh, that explains why Tony's name's a palindrome. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then he pulls out his gun. And shoots himself. Shoots himself in the head. Mm-hmm. But then he wakes up again. Oh, God, it's like 12 minutes. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> Awful. Yep. <laughs> but this time, he wakes up in his old kid room, uh-huh. and he basically sits there, and he's like, I I need to confront my own demons, but I didn't. You have a lot of demons to confront, and my man. I'll have to live with them forever. Uh-huh. And he just sits there with his head in his hands on the bed, and then the credits roll. I hate this. This is dumb <laughs> as hell. But here's the best part. There's more. No, no, no. The credits have the smoothest R&B music you've ever heard. <laughs> it is so out of place for the rest of this movie. I'm guessing it's the same R&B music that played during the sex scene earlier with the sex. Oh, worker. you might be right. Yeah, I bet that because they played really like weird like R&B music about like how there's another world or like. Oh, that's foreshadowing. Foreshadowing, man. 
I was so high on this fucking film. <laughs> I was like, I love it. I love uh, this mystery. You were enjoying all the pleasures. I did. But now you are but reaping now I what realized you sowed. I'm in hell. You're in I'm hell. I'm in a loop. You're I'm in a loop. I'm going to fucking shoot myself. What a terrible ending. That's yeah, so man. stupid. It does not pay off at all. I'm like, wow. They didn't, it's not even an interesting... It's weird because I felt like at the beginning it sounded like they were going for like a straight up like procedural, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. With, or, a, bit or like mis- seven. with a bit of mystery. A bit of mystery, a yeah. bit of spookiness. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, well, we got to have the supernatural. So we're just going to lean on that for the actual like plot, which feels like a cop out. Uh huh. Cop mm-hmm. out. Cop out. Uh, I agree. Uh, it feels lame. It also feels like it wasn't well woven. Uh, throughout the rest of the film, it's very clumsy. And well, at some point they're just like, we're gonna lean on the part that he doesn't understand reality. So like all the consequences and stuff that's happening, it's very confusing to feel like what's real, what's not. But then what? But the fingers, like how are their fingers? He has fingers. Yeah. Well, it's it's metaphorical, dude. They're metaphorical. Those, those fingers. fingers were not metaphorical. <laughs> I don't know, man. They were into because they were clearly his kid version. They right. Was, it was the evidence every time he quote unquote killed. He the finger was from the inside of himself or some bullshit. This is so stupid. Wait, did the killings happen before he opened the box? Yeah, that's the first killing is before mm. he opens the box. That's weird, but man. I technically, if this is a loop, maybe it's you that's know, he's true. Maybe looping. he already did it already. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. We could already been could have been there. But the loop happened after the the puzzle box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't make sense. He opens the puzzle box after sleeping with the sex worker, but he gets the puzzle box at the first crime scene of the guy that he bullied in high school. Hmm. I almost wonder because that's the thing. I don't think the guy who was bullied in high school he killed again in the oh dream. So I almost wonder if that was like a kid's finger that was burned off, and then the rest of this was just his own hell that he imagined from there. Maybe that's still weird though. It's, like then who did that to that guy? We'll never know. Yeah, because at that point it became its own like weird maybe Hellraiser look. did it to him. I think it, yeah, or maybe Pinhead. Yeah, or it just could have been a random killing, and then yeah. he inferred, and Pinhead was like, "Well, this would be a great nightmare for you, buddy, because yeah. you're now in hell because you opened fair. up the box. Yeah, more so we're suffering. gonna loop in your previous experience and make a whole mystery out of it. Maybe, maybe that's what I could. That's my logical explanation, but also magic in hell. This movie defies all logic. Exactly, man. This really fucking knocked the wind out of my sail. <laughs> yeah, man. Sorry to do it to you, bud. It's fine. But I kind of. Yeah. You know how to do it. Too. I had to have that pleasure. Yeah. Pleasure did, you get, did you get something out of it? I got something out of it. Got off this and <laughs> you just like slowly lose interest in the plot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, it, was, it, was, it was rough. And it wasn't interesting to watch. It just wasn't. It didn't feel like a Hellraiser movie. No. Like it just felt like they're trying to straddle the line between procedural and like. Copacedral and. Like, trippiness. But like there was no like hell. They didn't go into like. Like it didn't seem like a real hell world. It just yeah. seemed like they're in like a weird alternate reality sort of thing sort of loop um pinhead was more quiet which was nice but he also seemed like he was so far out of the equation he didn't even seem like a villain he just seemed like someone who was just there well he seems more like an arbiter of like justice he's that's the thing though is he's also in which is kind of like how he was in the original right like that's what he's supposed to be that kind of bring it back to his roots where he does appear does the thing pieces out after this this horrible person's killed right yeah but he also like terrorized kirsty she was an innocent. Yes, that's true. It is very focused. It's almost like, I don't know. 
It's like maybe let's see what it's like from one person's perspective. All I the time. I do like that our main character is a piece of shit. Like yeah. I actually enjoy. I'm that glad aspect. they brought that back because yeah. I felt like they're getting away from that, and everyone was just kind of like, "Oh, they have little flaws." Then you have like the couple people who are horrible, and they get turned to cenobites. No yeah. one got turned to cenobites. No, there were no cenobites. There were like the couple... well, there were lady cenobites, and there was the, the chatterer. chatterer. Dog, there was only like but... three, which is yeah. like, man, I mean, I know you're but we on never a see them turn. You don't see them. Originally. No one turns into yeah. a cenobite. Yeah. Nothing interesting like that. You no. don't see him turn to cenobite. No. Um, which I mean, I think that's the thing is I feel like they're trying to get back to the, the roots, roots of the first one, right? but doing it in like the most boring convoluted way possible. Well, it's like, let's get back to the roots of the original while also like using a relatively popular recent film, you know, like yes. let's just do seven and eight millimeter and, you know, and, but also put Hellraiser in yeah, it, and, or any perceived police procedure was big, big in the two thousands. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like law and order and shit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I thought some of the shots were pretty good. Like I thought it was some of the shots are relatively well directed. Like there's a really there's a yeah. I know. Really I won't say it was, it was definitely more interesting looking than the last movie. I'll say that. Oh yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, because yeah. the last movie was very paid by numbers. It got off um, pinned a by lot, numbers. Pinned by numbers. Yes, I think what held up the last movie visually was the fact that they had like more special effects and weird shit just everywhere plot. but the actual like framing and stuff wasn't very interesting yeah yeah well okay so a couple questions one you know I, oops go ahead sorry. no no you go first. i just realized that like the same guy directed dr strange another movie about like trippy visuals and shit like that mm, yeah and, taking like, like reality a, a pre-existing like type of thing and mm-hmm. then try to fuck with it a bit and yeah see what we can go with it that's yeah, true hmm. it's a good point anyway, uh, and say? he also did horror movies too yeah um what i was gonna ask two questions one what do you think about Pinhead's makeup in this movie? Compare and contrast. I barely mm-hmm. saw it in my half. It looked it was, pretty good. It was fine. Yeah, yeah. I was solid. Definitely I was looking not as for bad it. As the third one. I think what was jarring is I thought they were gonna fully commit to the CG for a second. I was they like did. CG pins. They didn't. I'm kind of glad. Yeah, I'm curious if that happens later though. Do you think at some point maybe that'll happen? I don't know. Maybe once. Maybe one of these movies they mm, will. Maybe. And then the second question I had was. No, I can't remember. Uh, how do you compare this to the other ones? Is it the bottom of the barrel? Is it the worst For one? For me, yes. Wow. Absolutely okay. the worst one. All right. All right. Absolutely the worst one. What's your ranking? I don't know. I, I still want to put it above the last one just because I got a little bit more enjoyment out of the first half of this, but I really I almost felt I like. I, it's, it's weird. This is like the one of the first horror franchises or horror movies where it sounds like in the last couple we saw, the first half is more interesting. Yeah. Usually that's not the case in most horror movies. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, the second half of the third one. Yes, was, that's what I'm saying, the last two. Oh, the I third, see. The yeah, second yeah, half yeah. of the third one was Fourth great. Fourth and the, this one was first. The, it sets up very well. Mm-hmm. So, okay, this is what I'm going to ask you. I feel like this movie, particularly my first half, was very grounded until the crazy shit started mm-hmm. happening later on. Do you think the other movies are going to be like that too? Or do you think the other movies are going to be like a bunch of teenagers mm-hmm. find the fucking puzzle box and then they all start getting like killed off one by one? I don't know. I think it is probably going to be a little more grounded because it's cheaper. Really? It's cheaper, I think. Yeah. I think it's going to be more traditional horror where nothing really happens until like the first half, until the second half. Yeah. That's what I think. But it could go the opposite. But here's the real question. Are we going to keep going? That is a good question. Um, this is the first time I questioned it. Because, <laughs> like, the other movies at least had art, uh, some sort of heart or some sort of vision or something new to explore yeah, yeah. in the world of Hellraiser. Yeah. This had nothing. This was the first one that really felt like Pinhead was tacked on. Yes. It yeah. felt like it was just like, oh, we want to tell this other story yeah. in the universe but not really explore the universe anymore which could work if it was more coherently done 
or had a better payoff yeah, or yeah, actually yeah. felt like a mystery that one could solve. Yeah, without um, it feeling lame as hell. Yeah. Yeah, like there's no way I would have guessed that he was also he the was kid's both. fingers. Yeah, yeah, that's dumb that's, as hell. It's weird. Yeah, I... I agree. Although I do really feel like the first half of the movie had some heart to it. Like it almost feels like Scott Derrickson and the co-writer had a really good script, brought it to like Miramax or whatever. And they were like, well, we're willing to make this movie. We're willing to give you the money, but you have to change the ending and put Pinhead in it. And they're just like, okay, sure. Do you think it was a different movie completely? Oh yeah. I think they had their own script about this like shitty guy who like gets caught in like a metaphysical existential like puzzle uh, and uh, eventually discovers the ending. Because honestly, like you could take Pinhead out of this and nothing would change. Yeah, that's the thing. You like, could change that puzzle box into a different thing and nothing would change. Oh. What? Reviews of the film were mixed, largely because the film was not originally written to be a Hellraiser sequel. Oh! You called it, dude. Uh, uh, you played Ranger by Trap Professor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm a professor. I'm sad I'm stupid, though. I'm <laughs> better chess. I fucking knew it. Yeah. You're right, though. Like, it did feel like a completely different movie. It didn't feel very Hellraiser. No. And I think that was honestly one of my biggest issues. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels, it really feels like, and I, clearly it is, was another script, and then they just put Pinhead in there so they could get, like, the budget to continue. Yeah. Which, honestly, good work. It looks like it paid off for Scott, because he wound yeah, up. Yeah, clearly launched his career. And yeah, making, went like, off more to make other stuff. good things. So, good for him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, that's honestly the biggest problem. That's why I'm like, I feel like the first half has so much heart to it, because it does feel like its own like i was so happy i was like this is exactly what i was expecting you're just going to give this to artists and they're just going to do whatever they want with the mythos and, like mm-hmm. make their own kind of movie but uh also kind of kind of didn't work out yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh do you want to keep reading and i'll do the plugs? no there's really not much else oh, okay much, there's not much trivia. no one seems to really care about this movie that much oh yeah probably because it didn't feel very Hellraiser-y. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, I don't think Clive Barker is even associated with this he's one He's just like, anymore. it came out. Yeah. It's, they say, like, uh, based on characters by Clive Barker. That's right. about it. Just Pinhead. Just Pinhead. Yeah. Well, guys, what do you think? You guys, do you think we should fucking give up? <laughs> you should email us at emailtheotherfodcast.com. You guys find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you want to listen to our previous Spring of Bites episodes, you can find them all on any podcatching app. And while you're there... Please leave a five-star rating and review. We will read it on the show no matter what it says, even if it was supposed to be a review for another podcast, but then at the very end, you added stuff about our podcast. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, it's still five stars. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, some other people did say it felt it was shockingly good and felt very surreal and David Lynchian. Yeah. It was like a weird mix of Fincher and Lynch, mm. uh, which is also another good cop procedural. Fincher and Lynch. Fincher and Lynch. Um, but yeah, no, it felt like uh, those kinds of movies, which is why I like the first half so much, and then it just sort of... Uh, petered out and uh yeah had to be crammed in the stuff. bed yeah without a doubt the biggest flaws the film's biggest flaw is calling itself hellraiser mm-hmm. and then trying to fit pinhead in there absolutely yeah pretty pretty rough stuff pretty rough stuff yeah but not good uh I so made, yeah it cost two million to make so nice two thing. million that's not bad that's no, a pretty small like pretty, but direct video Mm. Mm. Video. Did it make its budget back? Didn't say. Mm. I don't. I don't know if you can like track home video. Releases. Yeah, they probably don't really put those out. Put that out. I mean, clearly it made some kind of money because then they released another movie, another Hellraiser movie. And if I remember correctly, it was released the same year as this. Oh, 2000? I think it might be the next one that's has the double release. Oh, the same year. okay. I, I do know the, the two year. movies of this, which was very confusing, and I would like to know more about that. Yeah. Well, are we gonna learn more? <sighs> Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Let's do another one. But if it's it's <laughs> if it's another cop procedural, if it's another cop procedural. I'm out because yeah. like that's the problem I have with the Resident Evil movies. They start to all be kind of similar. So I'm hoping this does not go down the same path. This so far has not. Like yeah. this, 
say what you will about cop procedurals. This is drastically different from any of the It's drastically films. different. You're right. Like, it is. It isn't the same. Sure, it's bad, but you're right. It is at least different. It, yeah. So that's sort of what I'm digging. I mean, this bit me in the ass for this movie. But what I'm digging is that each of these is going to be different. Like, each of these are going to be – it's a grab bag. Like, who fucking – it's a gamble. Like, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. Roll yeah. those dice. Roll those Hellraiser dice. Yeah. Let me see. Roll those. Oh, oh they're so spiky. Guys. Oh, snake eyes. Oh, no. You know what that means. What does that mean? You get your face ripped off by hooks. Not again! <laughs> but they pull through your eyeballs like snake eyes. Oh, that's ah, perfect. Clever. All right. All right, guys. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>